Welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, everybody. Phil, oh. it is a golden age to be a sports outsider. It really is. I've, my life has not changed. Oh yeah. That's, but you're missing so much less, you know, your, your life has stayed the same. But the world around you is collapsed to fit within your life. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that uh, because of all of the kind of donations and the protests and everything and how athletes have been so involved in like hashtag Black Lives Matter and all of that this week, mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned more about athletes in the past week than I have in eight years of doing this podcast. But right? things are going <laughs> to start turning around here. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> because uh, the NBA is going to be uh, resuming in Orlando. The NHL will be resuming in two cities yet to be named. Uh, cross your fingers and hope your city is selected. All uh, right. Uh, and and uh, hey, and ten I, to I one, assume... one of those two cities winds up being in the desert. Uh, well, really? You think? That's the NHL for you. <laughs> I don't know. Gary Bettman's actually been doing a good job with this, Joel. Let's give him okay. some credit. All right, all right. Uh, but on they should the- do Vancouver. It's beautiful. It's spacious. You get a lot of breathing room. Lots of social distance. I still I agree, think uh, Bismarck and Fargo. Yeah, oh, I, I like the Fargo. sound of that. Uh, but no, but and I don't know if this ties in. But today on the program we have Larry Culpepper. Ooh, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, the, I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, the Dr Pepper vendor. He, as you know, invented the college football playoff. Received no credit from it, and even got pulled from the ad campaign of Dr yep. Pepper. In favor yeah, of yeah. Fansville. Yep, and um, I hate to and, say, last time we spoke to him, he had hit some uh, some relatively hard times. Yeah, yeah, rock bottom. Yeah, it was clear yeah. it was pretty bad for him the last time we talked to him. Yeah, so so hopefully hopefully it's good news we're gonna get. Yeah, hopefully, and uh, <laughs> we got a wide world of weird sports, Phil. Goddamn right we do. And uh, sports throughout history, but first, sports update, watch update, sports update, watch update. Brought to you by General Goods. Make sure that when you buy goods and stuff, you buy General. <laughs> Five Alabama football players test positive for COVID-19. Oh, no. Oof. Subheadline, upon hearing the news, the football players each whisper back to doctor, but, but like, no, no drugs, right? <laughs> oh, phew. Uh, this does this does not bode well for college yeah, like, athletic oh, departments. For, oh God! Thank God, Doctor. For a second there, I thought you were going to say chlamydia, and yeah, this does this does not bode well for college athletic departments with a lot of mortgages on a lot of palatial facilities. Right? Mm. Yikes! Mm. Yeah, the <laughs> SEC announced that in-person athletic activities would resume June eighth. So naturally, Alabama football players reported for voluntary workouts beginning June second. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. did, did uh, I don't know, Jordan. The the way you delivered that makes me think that they didn't actually. No, they they no they would they, report. They were, you were <laughs> allowed. Afraid. You're allowud to do athletics June eighth, so naturally yeah. they show up June second voluntarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Work, I'm sorry. They're working I, I gotcha. out in working out in large groups uh, on their own without university coaches present. Now five players tested positive, and of course, upon hearing the news. 
players weren't the least bit concerned about themselves, but felt terrible for the nerds whose blood and urine they usually use for tests. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really tough. Oh, no, poor Ellison. <laughs> oh, he does, man. He, he does a bunch of not drugs, and this is the thanks he gets? Oh, yeah. man. Well, in a uh, way, Ellison's lucky, you know. S- some nerds are representing athletes who aren't even important enough to get tested, so... That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, of the five that tested positive, at least one attended the player-led workout sessions this past Tuesday and Wednesday. So, close to 50 players showed up for this. They were all tested on Tuesday. They immediately worked out with each other Tuesday and Wednesday, and the test results came back Thursday. Okay, I think I, I think I see the flaw in the plan here. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta test. Then you've gotta be in close spaces where you're sweating and breathing all over each other. Yeah, yeah. you get the test results first before yeah. you move on to breathing and sweating on each other. Exactly. Yeah, I mean the way they did it is a different approach that you could take. I would, shouldn't. I would say shouldn't. It's, the, it's the speedy approach. Yeah. No. I mean that's I, SEC I see... speed right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, obviously fans are concerned. It's been two full seasons since the Tide won its last championship. Who were these players? Were they good players? In a statement, (laughs) Alabama said privacy laws prohibited it from sharing information related to the student-athletes, but allowed that, quote, this is Alabama, so of course they're all big play threats with game-changing speed. Um, but seriously, they said something like the health and safety of our student athletes are our top priority. And we got an elite sports medicine staff and the personal saunas for everyone on the women's uh, cross country team aren't going to pay for themselves. So better get back to work. I mean, school. (laughs) Yeah. What percentage of the Alabama economy is college football? Uh, a a great deal because you got to be right. You feel you got two colleges. You got Auburn too. Yeah. More importantly, what percentage of the university economy is, uh, you know, revenue from football slash tuition, both of which are in threat right now? Yeah, they got to make their money from EA stealing the uh, likeness of their players. Exactly. That's an important moneymaker for the University of Alabama, a public university. (laughs) So, but coronavirus was actually something that Coach Nick Saban was taking seriously from the get-go. In fact, just last, last month, Coach Saban filmed a PSA. Now, this sort of thing isn't new for him. He's done this before with PSAs like, Many bars now require shirts. And <laughs> electrical sockets, don't lick them. This time he Smart. did one for COVID-19. Yeah. In it, he urged fans to wear masks and abide by social distancing, smartly using the timely start to college football as an incentive. Basically, he said, all of us want to make sure we play football this fall. And to make that happen, we got to be sure we stay home now. If we have symptoms, wash your hands, follow all the social distancing guidelines, and wear a mask, guys. You want the college football, right? You know, I got to tell you, smart move. (laughs) You know? Whoever's doing PR for the, the CDC's arm in Alabama, they knew what they were doing. And, and research shows that Coach Nick Saban is the only one who can reliably get through to Alabamans. Even Auburn fans who are forced to acknowledge that with that many national titles, he can't be wrong. <laughs> right. And it's um, hard. It's hard for them. <laughs> yeah, but they have, you know, they can't. However, the same can't be said for other SEC states. 
The same PSA was used by LSU to promote opening up the state of Louisiana as quickly as possible. Like we should listen to the guy who hasn't even won a national title in two years. (laughs) Sports update, watch update. Sports update, watch update. Brought to you by General Goods. If you're going to buy things, make sure they're general. And now it's time for Sports Throughout History! Bum, 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 bum. Brought to you by... The History Channel. We ran out of stuff, so now we're doing the History of Turtles. <laughs> I would they, watch. they just copied that from National Geographic. That's not yeah. even theirs. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they've done all of history now, so... I don't care, okay? One history of turtles is not enough, all right? You need multiple sources to give you more, you know, richness. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Val- Val- you're the sports throughout history guy. You would know yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this week on sports throughout history, in honor of the NBA, maybe coming back, the National Basketball League. Uh, okay. I kind of, I know what that is. Uh, do you, Phil? What years was the National Basketball League in operation? Oh, wait. I'm thinking of the National Basketball Association. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of a completely different thing. <laughs> uh, I noticed Jordan didn't make that mistake. That's interesting. Jordan, what years do you think the NBL was active? You know, if I if I had to guess, I would guess like very early on or something, and it like folded. I would guess mm-hmm. like 40s or something like that. It would be 1898 to 1904. Oh, wow. Yes. Ah, the glory days. Indeedy. Uh, You know, to to keep in mind here, the invention of basketball, as attributed to uh, Naismith, uh, 1891. So this is seven years (laughs) into its history. Wow. So this and this is, I assume, the first organized basketball league. Uh, yes, the first professional basketball league in the world, centered in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, and Boo! They... <laughs> wow, Phil. Oh, well, I guess that's, yeah, just general Philly talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, the league's... Just trying to be one of them. Yeah, the league's teams stretched from New York City all the way to central New Jersey. Wow. Dang, that's pretty good. And that's then, a, that's a quite a commute yeah, and on then horse and buggy. From the Philadelphia area all the way down to Wilmington, Delaware. So, but think about it. If you're riding in a horse and buggy, that's like a half day's journey. But I think this is train at this point, right? We're training is it. Is it? Oh, yeah. No, there, the would, there would definitely be a fairly developed passenger rail system and I think some early automobiles. Though they well, wouldn't I, necessarily be faster than the horses at that point. Also, holy smokes, Delaware has a professional team. <laughs> Bury yes. the lead, Joel. Right, excuse Jeez. me. How times have changed for the for the, the lesser for Delaware's professional sports history since the NBL. Uh, the league made its debut on December 1st, 1898 with a game between the Trenton Nationals and the Hancock Athletic Association. At Textile Hall in Philadelphia's Kensington section. They sucked at naming things back then. <laughs> Textile they Hall. Suck. Textile Hall. Oh Textile Hall. Was it brought Hall. to them by textiles? 
Like were there big banners for textile everywhere? It, it might have just been the place where they did textiles and then they cleared the machines off the floor and played basketball periodically. Uh, right. they, you're not talking about like text styles. Like they're not like making, inventing Helvetica, right? No, Phil. Oh, but God, if they were. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Talk about a moneymaker. Ariel right. Narrow. Oof. <laughs> Could license that out, make a mint. Yeah, you know, every time you use a font, uh, you got somebody gets paid royalties. So, oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's a lot of that's money. That's why Microsoft <laughs> Office is so damn expensive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That and all of the very complicated uh, uh, stuff that it does. So the Nationals rallied to win in the second half in in what was just a total shootout, twenty-one to nineteen. Right. Uh, this before is some the no shot clock fans. era, right? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. I believe shot clock introduced in like the sixties, I think. <laughs> so uh, uh, long away from it. The eighteen ninety eight ninety nine season saw six teams in the league. You know, they never talk about the original six in professional basketball. Jordan, you know, no, not, not like hockey. Hockey, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they don't talk about how, you know, there's a lot of pride there for, like, the Clover Wheelman, the Germantown Clo- Nationals. Clover, Clover Wheelman? Is Clover a place? Right. Well, yeah. There were three teams in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. So the Clover Wheelman uh, were clearly from, I think, the Clover na- uh, neighborhood. And the Germantown Nationals... Uh, we're we're a bunch of krauts, I guess, and uh, the Woo. yeah the Hancock Racist. Athletic Association, uh, as I mentioned before, played that first one oh against the evil Trenton Nationals, which is one of the three teams in Jersey. Uh, the other ones, Jordan, get ready for this. Uh, here's a town name you've heard again recently in a different context: the Millville Glassblowers. Wow. Right. You know, here's the, here's the thing about gl- glass blowers. They're so clicky. They're so right. clicky. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if you don't have sand in your throat, then you're nothing. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, having gone to see uh, an actual glass blowing operation in action at Greenfield Village, where they let you walk in and sort of see it up close. Name uh, dropper. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's got to be something wrong with you before you blow glass. Like it looks... Very hot and very tedious and dangerous and, and awful. Just top to bottom. It's like the uh, people at Renaissance fairs that are like the blacksmiths. Yes. They've got like burn scars all over their arms. And we're like, you know, there's machines for that now. Yeah. What are you trying to prove? <laughs> yeah, like what? What is your deal? <laughs> yeah. Like, is, uh, wait, does it make you feel like more of a man? Yeah. What is this? I guess it's cool that you're still doing this, but... It just seems like a lot of commitment to have a fun hobby. Is it cool? <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool, which is probably a sign that it's not. I feel yeah, like you fair. think it's cool because you've usually had too much mead by that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drank it out of a horn. Yeah. Uh, you know, me and mead. So, yes, the Millville Glassblowers. Uh, Millville uh, feel recognizable because Mike Trout... The best player in baseball now is known as the Millville Meteor because that's where he's from originally. Huh. Eh? Eh? Millville. Eh? Wait, Millville. You said, you said three teams in Philadelphia, three teams in uh, yeah, New so, Jersey. Yes. What also the, the thought... Camden Electrics and the Trenton Nationals. Camden and... Electrics, good team name. But what about Delaware? You you, you name dropped Delaware earlier. I got I all excited. I did. 
<laughs> Hang on, we're 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 gonna skip down. Oh, here. sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. League sorry. expands schedule. Uh, the National Basket League began the 1900-1901 season with seven teams and an expanded schedule of 32 games. Of the seven teams, six finished the season. So. Really Wait, on one the upswing. What happened to the other one? What happened to the other one? Why only did the, they finish? Only the newest team from Burlington, New Jersey, failed to complete the season. Oh, uh, I always thought it was going to be the Delaware one because naturally they would declare bankruptcy. I thought nope. they'd like all die of cholera or smallpox or something. But okay, so here are those seven teams. The New York Wanderers, the Trenton Nationals, the Millville Glassblowers. Obviously, they're not going anywhere. Of course. Uh, they got nothing to go back to. Glow and Blast doesn't right? make you a lot of money. And, and Glow and Blast. That, that and sounds blast. like drug talk, you know? Let's yeah. go Glow some Blast, man. I have to say, Blowing Glass sounds more like drug talk than Glowing Blast. I think it, it literally is, probably, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the Bristol Pile Drivers. Wow. The, cool. Yeah. The Camden... Are you sure that's not a WWE tag team? Yeah. And and here's the thing. Why don't we see any like throwback days where they rename teams this in the NBA? The next one is the Camden Skeeters. <laughs> Ooh, I like the Electrics better. I think I, I do. Think, and yeah. think in in 1898, that probably wasn't like, oh, we work for the Electric Union. That was like, hey, have you read about electricity? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Fangled Edison invention. Yeah, I heard it like shocks people. That'd be cool. And I'm sorry. So, uh, and the final one, the Pennsylvania Bicycle Club. That is phenomenal. Right? Absolutely. I knew that it would come back to cycling eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's why I did this. Ha ha ha. Uh, so, sorry, I'm going to briefly tell you the sad story here of the league in decline. Uh, 1902-03, 2-3 was the season... Uh, that was split. There were eight first half teams. That'd be the Electrics, the Wanderers, those Bristol Pile Pile Drivers, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, the Trenton Potters, Con Shahawken. Uh, they don't have a team name, and why would you if your town was Con Shahawken? Uh, and the Burlington Shoepegs. Uh, the second Wait, half. The Philadelphia Phillies were already there. Yeah. Uh, huh. Clearly, uh, that's the origin of the baseball team. I'm not going to look it up, but that's what we're going to go with. Uh, And so, Jordan, finally, the second half of the season, this being as they were falling into decline and going out, they had the Camden Electrics, the Burlington Shoe Pegs, the Wilmington Peaches. Yes. Because Peaches in Delaware, who can separate those? The Trenton Potters, the New York Wanderers, and Cone Shashakin. Uh, Camden Electrics, coached by Billy Morgan Week, uh, cruised to 36 wins uh, and only nine defeats. The first half record was 15 and two. Second half record was 21 and seven. Uh, things did not well go well in the off season uh, for the NBL in 1903. Uh, only five teams came back in ought four, and they were out after that. Disbanded on January 4th, 1904. Not they were like this basketball though. thing's never gonna work, right? At least it's one gonna catch on. At least one lawsuit followed its demise, and I think it was all for naming rights. And that's been another sports throughout history. Bum 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 bum. Brought to you by 
The History Channel. All right, we finished turtles. What animals should we do next? Joining us now on the podcast is Dr. Pepper salesman Larry Culpepper. No more ice cold Diet Dr. Pepper here. No, no more. more ice cold Diet Dr. Pepper. That's right, Larry. I guess you're not you're not selling Diet. You were the original Dr. Pepper vendor, and you. Nope, we're not. Nope, not selling Diet Pepper anymore. Nope. And you're not I, uh, even promoting college football, as I understand. Not it. even promoting college football, but I gotta tell you, I'm back, baby. Oh, that, no more ice cold Diet Dr. Pepper. Yep, that's good to hear. We were we were definitely worried about you after the last one. <laughs> yeah, as you may remember, I did kind of hit rock bottom for a second. Uh, once they replaced me on the Dr. Pepper commercials, I didn't know what I was supposed to do next. And then I hit some real hard times. Yeah. Uh, no more. No more ice cold diet, Doctor Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. like. I. I hope, and I know you're going to tell me what you've been doing, but I really hope you're you're making some lasting changes to the MLB regular season. I'm thinking oh, I'm shorten make, it. I, I'm thinking you know we do something different with the playoffs. But you know what? I'll, I'll let you talk about it. I assume you did the college football playoff. You're a man of ideas. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I, <laughs> I I I am a vendor at heart. Right. That's what I do well. I, I sell ice cold diet Dr. Pepper. I invent, yep. I invent the uh, college football playoffs. I'm still trying to invent. That's still a passion of mine. Uh, <laughs> but now that sports are coming back, and frankly, a lot of vendors are like, screw this. I don't I don't have the, the balls in the time of coronavirus to uh, to go be a vendor. And I say, it's Larry Culpepper's well, time this, to shine. Sense, I feel like the, the sense to say that it's not entirely safe, and so we shouldn't. Well, also, there's not going to be fans at many, at these games. Yeah. So, if no fans, yeah, no no need for vendors. Have, have you ever heard of the term ARPU, Jordan? ARPU? No, no, I haven't. Average revenue per user. Oh, okay. Now- ARPU. You don't need as many people if your ARPU has increased. <laughs> and look, all these people are going to be at the games. They're going to be trying to enjoy the game, maybe even having a nice cold diet Dr. Pepper here, although I will not be selling that. But they are going to need to get some hand sanitizer. They might need replacement masks if they, if they vomit from drinking too much beer on the inside of one mask. They may need to replace it with another mask. And that's when Larry Culpepper comes in and says, Got your COVID masks, yep. <laughs> who, who wants some hand sanitizer over here? I got to tell you, uh, I, I just, I'm quoting one of our other frequent guests, but I got to tell you, Larry, that's a hell of a pivot. That's actually, this is a great <laughs> move for you. Oh, yeah, no, it's a great way to look. And look, everybody's, everybody, every, everybody's going to be selling masks and, and they're going to be selling hand sanitizer. But I'm staying ahead, a step ahead of the game. You know, you know how? Uh, I, no, I don't. I am going to be uh, doing trial vaccines at the games that I will be vending directly to your seat. I'll go. Who here wants a test coronavirus vaccine? Yep, test coronavirus vaccine. Not FDA approved yet. But we're still experimenting. Well, I, okay, so I, I have several questions, Larry. Um, not the least of which is how you got your hands on these vaccines. But I guess, is this is this part of the FDA trial? Is that what you're doing? Are you basically facilitating the trial and taking notes, that sort of thing? Oh, please I say am no. an unofficial <laughs> oh, no. coronavirus vaccine tester. 
Look, all, all you need in order to test a vaccine is the vaccine itself, a notepad, and time. <laughs> that, I, I really uh, you got I really You got those three things. You, you, know, really in a sense, you know whether it works. In a sense, you know, the FDA is just a, a very big, complicated notepad. Uh, exactly. <laughs> What's a computer network but just a bunch of notepads interconnected, just passing around data sets that I'll be keeping in my personal notepad when I give um, out the uh, yeah, okay. FDA not approved coronavirus <laughs> test vaccines. Yep. Uh, so yes. I guess if you're identifying it as not being approved by the FDA, at least you're making an honest sell. Joel, I got a uh, question for you. Do you know how much a shower curtain goes for these days? Oh uh, boy. No, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I got no idea. <laughs> You, you go you go down to the right districts at manufacturing districts. You can get one five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars. Uh, okay. You, you you rename it to a coronavirus shield, <laughs> and you sell it a sports arena. Well, you can get twenty five bucks for that. Okay. Well, listen. Who wants a coronavirus shield? Hip. Larry. Coronavirus this, can't get through it. Hip. This segues into my other question, though. Uh, Exactly how much higher do you envision your ARPU getting uh, in order for you to to be able to make up for the the like relative dearth of fans at these games? Joel, I, Joel, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a second and envision something here. Jordan, if you'd like to play along, you can close your eyes as well. I really like I when won't... I get to do this. Okay, I, I'm not I don't know. Play. I'd really prefer it if I were the only one who's closing my eyes and playing along. Well, either way, but both of you, one of you, I don't care. I can't see anyways. We're socially distant. I'm going to have mine at half-mast. All right, half-mast okay, is fine, right. but still envision it because you just got to use your imagination. You can you can daydream with your eyes open, you know? Okay. So here's, imagine this. You've got a choice. You can either go to a doctor, see all these people coughing and sneezing inside, walk into the doctor's office, they give you a mask and some gloves and they give you a vaccine and you you miss you miss out on family fun time takes a couple hours you go home it's expensive you might not have health insurance you might have to pay for it or you can go enjoy yourself a baseball game and get everything done the exact same way right there lower prices we don't even take health insurance you just pay for regular cash that's a benefit in my book which one would you rather do? Enjoy some baseball or sit with a bunch of sick people during a pandemic? I'm not actually sure how that was supposed to address my question at all. I'll tell you what. This guy is speaking my language, Joel. That I would Arpu much rather is as high be at a baseball game. You pay for a doctor. You know, for a moment there, Jordan, you were showing just a little bit of skepticism, and I was so proud. Yeah, but no, no I, now I get to go to a baseball game. I can still get, uh, you know, my, my beer or my, my Dr. Pepper, not from you. But then, not for me, no. Uh, I assume if I'm going to be a part of this uh, vaccine trial, um, I assume the cost is manageable. And will you be administering the vaccine, or do I do it myself? Oh, yeah, I had to become a registered nurse. Uh, they got online classes for that now. And frankly, you could just click through the tests. You don't have to get that high of a score. You know, a million monkeys and a million typewriters, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you just got to jab it in my arm, right, I assume? Yeah, you jab, you find a you find a vein which is just the red or blue parts. You stick it in, and then you go. I got your PPE here. Uh boy. 
Uh, Larry, I am... Who wants personal protective equipment? I'm really glad that you have rebounded. I think that's my response to to everything here. I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. You know what? You know what? You know what a bottle of water is? Boring. You know what a hydrating immune booster is? (laughs) Five dollars more. What is a hydrating immune booster, Larry? Ah, it's just water with a different label. I just, but it's accurate. Oh, marketing. I see what you're doing. Marketing. I really hope you have more people like Jordan at the games while you're doing this. Ice cold hydration immune boosting liquid. Hey. I mean, it's going to be $4 for the water. It's going to be $5 for this hydrating immune boosting one. I'll just pay the other dollar. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? It might be better for you. <laughs> and And so, I mean, have you thought much about you know, your script for when you're going to upsell people on, on different stuff. Oh, that, that's the beauty of it, Joel. Get this pitch. All right. I'm going to say, Oh, you're the one that ordered a mask. Let's role play a little bit, Joel. This is fun. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Hey, I, I am. Hey, a, a, I, hey, excuse me, sir. I'll take yeah, one of those masks. Got masks and people, oh, you want a mask? Here yeah, you go. Please. That'll be $10. There you go. We'll do that wow. exchange. Okay. Hey, by the way, do you value your life? Well, y- yes, I do. And I see you've got a beautiful wife and beautiful children here. You value their lives? Uh, yes, I, I do. Uh, well, I here do. we go. For, for $25 a piece, you can get your whole family outfitted with the coronavirus protection shield right here. We've got an immune-boosting uh, liquid refreshment. And, hey, by the way, have you had your coronavirus vaccine yet? It's the newest thing. Okay. It's not even on the market yet. You can't even right. get it most places. Well, I mean, $25 a piece for my whole family comes to like $125, and I don't have that much cash. Moving on. <laughs> Who wants to live? Yep. Who wants survival? Oh, uh, uh, could I Could I there, Larry? Could I, uh, uh, there we go. What, what, what do you want? You want uh, personal protective equipment, mask, gloves? You know what? I, I would like, if you could get me like a team-themed mask, and I'll take a vaccine, too. Oh, and, and you know water. I do. I've got thirsty. stickers to stick right there. All right, we don't have water, but here's what I do have. <laughs> oh, God. I've got <laughs> immune-boosting hydration liquid right here. It's the newest thing. You've never seen that label before, have you? No, that is an entirely new label. There you go. And you know what? You, you, seem, you seem like a good guy. Thank you. I'll give you a coronavirus vaccine. A hundred bucks. You don't have to worry about it no more, probably. A hundred bucks? I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, right? You sit at home all day, social distancing. You won't have to do that anymore. Oh, man. The the, the peace of mind this hundred dollars would buy me? Absolutely. Sign me up. Bam! There we go. I just sold the equivalent (laughs) of ten Dr. Pepper here. Oh, excuse me, sir. Sir, excuse me. How long is this role play going to go on for? Just this one is, more. Okay. I'd like to buy a Diet Dr. Pepper, sir. I do not sell that anymore. <laughs> Just I one. don't sell that. Diet Dr. Pepper has moved on. I'm they're parched. doing Fanville or whatever happened. Followed Fanville. I don't even know if they're doing things anymore now that sports are gone. Oh, I love Fanville. And one Diet oh. Dr. Pepper, please. Nah, I don't got it. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with this role play. But you understand this, why our poo went up. This does seem to make a lot. I will say you're going to confuse people with your outfit, which, of course, yeah. involves a Dr. Pepper polo shirt and a Dr. Pepper visor. That's going to be confusing to some people. Well, I was told that if you wear a coronavirus T-shirt, people don't get near you. That's, yeah. Well, that's a good point, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, th- thank you for your time, and, and, and best of luck going forward. This seems like a real winner of an idea. 
Absolutely. Make sure to get your uh, coronavirus protection shields. Yeah. Hey, Larry, I'm going to do you one yep. quick favor in your way out here. You know what yep, you're selling quick. now? Yeah. Diet doctor visits. I don't get it. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world sports time. We love wide world sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Weird Sports, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Ooh, is it trout? Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to check. Trout's the pretty good if sa- you get it fresh. We'll see. The fish that saved Pittsburgh is an American sports fantasy comedy film that was released in 1979. Boy, okay, so there's there's a lot of stuff mixing there. Is the fantasy reference to, like, elves and swords or uh or 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 fantasy baseball or or just that it's kind of wild i think it's kind of wild okay all right yep. so it, so and so, could you say it again in order i'm still i'm still trying to nail this genre down american sports fantasy comedy film sports fantasy comedy and the the addition of american in front of it is just bizarre okay i'm sorry please continue Oh, all right. That brings it into it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the movie was directed by Gilbert Moses and co-produced by David Dashoff and Gary Stromberg. It was produced by Lorimar and distributed by United Artists. This is a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good qualifier. Good qualifier. Yeah. yeah like, oh. Real so thing. it was filmed on location in Pittsburgh and at Pittsburgh Civic Arena as well as Moon Township, Pennsylvania. The movie has attracted a cult following, most notably for its disco-inspired setting and soundtrack, as well as appearances by many NBA stars, including lead actor Julius Irving. Whoa, Dr. J! As the lead actor. What's bizarre about this was, I I don't believe Pittsburgh has ever had a professional basketball team, right? Or at Mm -hmm. least NBA team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Dr. J was Philly, right? I thought they hated yeah. Philly in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it's a movie. You know, fantasy. Oh, forgot. That was an important. Yeah, we'll see. Now we yep. get where it comes in, Joel. <laughs> uh, it, the, they also had early roles for Debbie Allen, Stockard Channing, and Harry Shearer. Oh, oh. that'd be great. It'd be great to see an early Harry Shearer. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm the just film. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this concept of a basketball team in Pittsburgh, and it's just it's too much. Joel, it seems like there's been a lot in the first five minutes of this segment that's been too much yeah. for you. Are you okay? You know, I'm fine. Good, continue. Uh, the film also uh, had a cameo by long-term Pittsburgh Mayor Richard Caligari as himself, hosting a fictional team at a rally and shaking hands with Irving. <laughs> Let's get in a little bit of the plot, <laughs> shall we? Oh, I'm dying to know. The I fish don't know. If we vamp for another ten minutes, we could definitely skip it. I mean, we're almost done, so... <laughs> Uh, the fish that saved Pittsburgh tells the story of the struggling professional basketball team, the Pittsburgh Pythons, whose continuous losing streak and lack of talent has made them the laughing stock of Pittsburgh. Even in their fantasy, Pittsburgh's basketball team sucks. Right? Yeah. I mean, what sports movie starts with a good team, though? Well, that doesn't. I, well, that if they do, they immediately fall from grace, you know? So, uh, several players asked to be traded to other teams, partly due to the bad publicity, 
and the presence of difficult and highly paid star Moses Guthrie, played by Julius Irving. Oh, wow. So he plays kind of like a, a, a jerk, basically. He plays a jerk, yeah. So believing that the team needs a miracle, boy, ball boy slash water boy Tyrone Millman, played by James Bond third, cool name, turns to astrology to improve the team's fortunes. <laughs> Okay. So he he brings his idea to astrologer Mona Mondieu, played by Stockard Channing, oh my God. and they come up with the perfect concept. A team composed entirely of players born under the astrological sign Pisces, the star sign of Moses Guthrie. Oh, you know what? Now it makes perfect sense to me. You want to get those Fantasy. Pisces on the team. The Pisces are the people to go to. Yeah, exactly. And then the team is reborn as the Pittsburgh Pisces. And although Myron, uh, although Ty- Moses and Tyrone's sister, played by Margaret Avery, think that Tyrone's deal de- idea is absurd, they ultimately embrace the the concept. The plan <laughs> the plan succeeds wildly. Of due course, because of the Pisces. Skills. Yeah, and the team's eccentric skills, teamwork, and Mona's astrological readings, which culminates. In a championship opportunity. I feel like that you just described the third act of almost every sports movie. A championship opportunity. Yeah, totally. Uh, So, really quick, we've got to discuss the novelization. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You know, too often we do a movie and we don't discuss the novelization. and, And I'm glad we're breaking that pattern. Well, this is the fun thing. The novelization was actually based on an early draft of the screenplay. <laughs> um, as a consequence, the novel differed in several respects from the finished film. In the film, the Pisces were seen winning every game, but the novel mentions the team losing two games. Oh, That's wow. not a meaningful difference to me. Well, also another scene now I'm involved a group of people in wheelchairs causing havoc at one game. And that scene was shown during the film's preview trailer, what was scrapped. It sounds like that was a good idea to scrap that. Yeah, does, does it not sound like uh, the kind of thing that you want? I don't know, Jordan. Imagine, imagine they probably spent like three days shooting that. <laughs> they probably did. Because <laughs> yeah. no one told them it was a bad idea at the time. <laughs> uh, also, should probably mention, Meadowlark Lemon was in this film. Um, as was Marv Elbert as himself. Wow, that, that lends a lot of credence to this movie, a lot of credibility to this movie, to have the voice of basketball, Marv Albert. Absolutely. And again, this whole idea about Pisces, I think we should apply it to everything else. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, I don't believe in astrology, but apparently Joel does, so he's a fantasy guy. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. Sports. Sports podcast before we go we're gonna have larry culpepper come back and give you our contact information ice cold coronavirus vaccines yep look i decided to make them cold because it fits better with my cadence of speech <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah you, you do can you, find larry. us you can find us on twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast yep that's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast yep while you're there make sure that you Hit that like button and hit the Twitter button. I assume that's how Twitter works. <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Yep. 
That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast there. Well, you're there. Make sure to, 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 to buy our Facebook pay. Some of my wares that I'm hawking on my Facebook page. If you want something to protect you from coronavirus at home, stadium prices, convenience at home. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Yeah, that's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Yeah, you can listen to the episodes and then go enjoy a game with some overpriced stuff. Thank you very much, Larry. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, welcome. Yep. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Do you know what my sign is? Bye, Bye Joel. Joel. <laughs> <laughs>